Aloha Maui. Hello, this is Josh Porter. And Jason Verkart. Welcome to the Solar Coaster. This is going to be a fun show here. It was the Tesla Cybertruck reveal last night. Wow, <laughs> what an experience that was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, what did I say? It was. It, I mean, it's kind of like wrestling. You watch. It's just a show. <laughs> it was uh, quite a show. Quite a show. So uh, we're here with episode uh, one thirty three. We're going to cover uh, Pantech design and Sonin uh, from SPI series from Salt Lake City back in when was that? September or October? We're rounding out this series now. One of the last shows to cover from that. Uh, all of the updates in Pantech design with their smart panels and really interesting things that they've been doing. And then also Sonin. Uh, now, Sonin hasn't had a footprint out here too much in Hawaii, but they are uh, doing some kind of really interesting things from virtual power planting, real projects that are, that are totally deployed. And then also uh, some larger systems and some different types of systems. And I'm kind of trying to recall back, Jay, to that interview. So we're going to hear from it today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, this just shows you the volume of information that comes out of a trade show like SPI every year. It was in September, uh, and we are only now just getting to the end. Yeah, there's uh, a few absolutely more. Absolutely tremendous. Um, but yeah, let's get right to it because there's so much to cover still. Okie doke. So uh, let's get into our housekeeping. Uh, hey, folks, this is the Solar Coaster. We are a renewable energy themed talk show right here in lovely Maui County. It can be found Fridays at 105 p.m. on Kauai 1110 a.m. Also, some FM stations, 96.7 FM Central Maui, 96.5 FM Westside, 98.7 FM Upcountry. www.solar-coaster.com is where you can listen live to all our uh, existing, all our current shows if you're out of our broadcast area. But you, more importantly, you can go back and listen to any of the old shows. We post absolutely everything up there uh, because it's good information. And if you have an interest in some particular technology or company, chances are we've talked about it and it's going to be in that list. And if we haven't talked about it, go down the uh, the page and fill out a little uh, message or question to the Solar Coaster on pretty much every page of the website. It has a little message box. Send us a note. Let us know what you want to hear about or uh, just let us know you're out there listening. Do appreciate it. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, Apple... Um, and iHeartRadio and a billion other <laughs> podcast uh, networks all carry the Solar Coaster. So if you just look up Solar Coaster, uh, look for our little orange circle, blue little um, waveform uh, logo, and you can take us everywhere you go. Uh, there you go. And we've got a uh, lot of great sponsors that have helped uh, keep the Solar Coaster on the tracks. Uh, Sundrum Solar, Pantech Design are uh, supporting the coaster presently. We also have a local sponsor section and uh, Fairwinds Wealth Management. Brian Thomas actually uh, it will be in the studio shortly. Talk about uh, some of his uh, financial insights. Probably get a chance to chat about Tesla a bit too. Excited to hear that. If you are a local company that would like to uh, participate in this show, support this show, be a part of the new energy economy, the transition to renewables, uh, come on. Consider coming on as a local sponsor. We'll, uh, we'll feature you and get you in touch with our great audience. Uh, our time for news and events, Jay. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, CNN Business is reporting about a secretive energy startup backed by Bill Gates um, that has, is, is working in concentrated solar. Now, they just came out of what's called stealth mode, right? It's a, there's companies, they have this little, they have an idea, but they need to work on it before they actually come out and announce it to the world because it's just not ready for prime time yet. Heliogen, or Heliogen, I think it's probably Heliogen, um, is a company that just came out of stealth mode on Tuesday. Um, they are using artificial intelligence to take a field of mirrors and reflect sunlight to generate heat. Now, that's that's not a new technology as far as I, I'm concerned, right? <laughs> we see concentrated solars we posted um, on the Instagram as we were flying over the Midwest. There's a whole lot of concentrated solar power plants out there. But theirs is unique because uh, they can generate heats well above uh, 1000 degrees Celsius. That's that's a, a lot. And, and the reason why they would want to do this is actually for manufacturing. So when you're talking about making concrete and steel and, and, and all those things that, that usually take a huge amount of heat to melt the materials and and make it make it work so that they can actually do manufacturing. This is a way to use solar energy to do that. Yeah, this is uh, pretty exciting. And I want to give a nod to uh, Walter from Hawaii Energy that call he called my attention to this this particular uh, article and he asked me right mm -hmm. away about bird flares he asked me right away about this doesn't this create <laughs> those kinds of problems and I had yes. didn't have a chance yet to respond to him but yeah I mean of course it has the potential it looks like the way it's, it's designed similarly to concentrated uh, solar 
uh, that have had those issues in the past. Um, but this is, um, you know, <laughs> outside of that that issue potentially, you have a, a technology here that has the ability to really disrupt uh, heavy industrial manufacturing processes. That's a that's well, a heavy, pretty heavy big deal. heavy carbon contributing manu- manufacturing processes. Sure. Yeah. I what mean, was, what was the number between concrete and steel? It's it's like a fifth of global emissions, and that's because we have this insatiable demand right. for more concrete to build stuff, for more steel to build stuff, and and it it's never ending. But so, there they build, they burn dirty dirty fuels to get it to get that heat. Right. And so this is uh, uh, this is different than C- CSP. Uh, this is actually they're using AI. Did you catch that? Like how they're doing this, Jay? What yes. I what I got yep. was that there's something to do with the uh, uh, Brian Tom's coming in the studio right now. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Uh, what I got was that there was something about the AI being able to more precisely uh, direct that sunlight to a very, very specific location. Is that the same? Is that the, is that what you got out of it? Yeah, that's that, that's it. Um, in 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 the quest for more heat, I mean, even even the regular the electric generator, the melted the liquid salt uh, electric generator systems, they're still um, not very accurate with their mirrors. And so this this AI is using like edge detection and things like that to actually make sure that each and every mirror is focused very precisely. And that's that's pretty much its only its only job. But it makes the system much, much more efficient. I mean, if you look at the photo here, actually, in the CNN uh, business website, it's actually a pretty small install. For right. Your test. Right. I, mean, when you, when I you wonder if that's the industrial, if that's the actual full scale model or if that's a prototype. But I mean, the the, the Jay, the, Brian wanted to say that's something. Here. What, what did you want to touch on? Well, it, it was it was amazingly small, as Jay just noted. But it was also cool that their very first time trying it out, it, it worked. It worked right away. Yeah. That right, all right. the innovations were like they were seeing it right, right there. off the bat. Yeah, it is pretty special. And they did mention a couple of other things, Jay. They mentioned the ability to uh, potentially create hydrogen. Did you see that notion? Yep. Yep. So Absolutely. what are we talking about there? Why would this be particular? I, I couldn't figure that out. Why would this be particularly uh, valuable in that? Um, I'm going to have to do more research. I can't answer that. Okay, right I thought maybe because I'm sitting there <laughs> and I wonder what it gives it that ability uh, to you know to focus in on hydrogen. But I mean that's that's pretty interesting, right? If you can. That's that's their, that they stated that's their long term goal. I need to figure out exactly what the path is. Mm. Um, but that their long term goal is actually to be able to generate manufacture hydrogen at scale. So there must be some greater efficiency in this process that that they didn't talk about in the article, right? Right. So very cool. Very, very cool. And then those industries like cement, that's low-hanging fruit. I mean, Mm. those are huge emitters. It's interesting when businesses and technologies like this come to bear that sometimes their long-term goal, their long, like, overarching kind of goal is different from what gets them to that goal. So they're talking about cement. They're talking about uh, heavy industrial kind of manufacturing processes, but really it's a hydrogen play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they may still be waiting for the hydrogen infrastructure to roll out or something. Right. But they can concurrently do that and then tackle that low-hanging fruit, the cement and the bigger industries. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, this is uh, is mirrors. What was that? There's like, was it Archimedes? Archimedes mirror? Is it the, I mean, this is. (laughs) If only he had AI back then. Right. Very good. Jay, what's your pick next, buddy? Um, I just remember. I want to say I just remember the MythBusters episode where they were trying <laughs> trying to burn the ship in the harbor. That never that didn't work well. Um, right? Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Green Tech Media is uh, reporting fast times for U.S. residential solar um, because this is a, a huge article about all the things that we've been talking about over the past few months. How. Um, with with California's wildfires and shutdowns, all the um, the increase in uh, awareness of extreme weather, um, and and all the other th- things that are that are really um, prompting people to take a serious look at at residential solar, putting solar on their own homes, uh, is is really causing some 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 really some standout players uh, in in the, the national market, mm. and so they they talk about three companies that um, are are doing very well. They're they're national companies. I mean, in residential solar used to be thought of as a very local game, right? You sure. would be a local installer in a place. Mr. Porter, you were a local installer in a place. And, yeah. and it wasn't, wasn't even Hawaii. It was just Maui. Yeah. Um, and and now they have these big national players that are really growing by leaps and bounds. There's there's a lot to be to be gained by having these folks um, taking taking ownership of, of large parts of the market. And, and I think we might have lost a few things along the way. 
Well, there's a couple of pieces of this conversation that's interesting. One, you do have these uh, leaders emerging. Sunrun, I think, just became profitable in the last year or so. Yep. Uh, and you have guys like uh, Vivint, and you have guys, uh, I guess, I don't know wh- who else they talk about here, but you, of course, Sun have Power. Uh, Sun Power. I was hoping they would get into Sun Power, yeah. Other guys like Sonova that just recently went public. So some of these kind of standout groups. But doing something nationally with all this diversity of building codes uh, in an environment that has been kind of tradesmen, kind of electrician uh, uh, birthed, if I can say it in, in those kinds of terms, you know, there's reasons for that. It's difficult to roll out national, uh, you know, company to do something that has to interact with all this diversity of different building codes. And so in the absence of some standardization, that can be a complex uh, task. But it seems like there's enough demand and there's enough, these players are doing a good enough job. Let's bear in mind, though, that guys like SolarCity and Tesla is not actually mentioned in this, the former SolarCity, current Tesla. Um, there are different ideas about how to do this. Uh, you know, we're, these they're still paying somewhere in the territory of like, you know, three, $4,000 for cost of client acquisition. And they're looking for different ways to do that to, to, to you know, hammer that number down to get the overall cost of solar down, especially when you add storage into it. So, but you know, that, that those are some of the challenges within the you know residential space. It, we're seeing tremendous growth. But then on the other hand, I just came out of a meeting with the uh, the Energex folks over uh, at the uh, Maui Country Club earlier today, and they were talking about this balance between uh, utility scale and then a re- residential. And so there certainly yeah. is this notion of okay, well, these two these are two important tools. It's not like one's going to take over. I mean, even out here, we are seeing all this idea is about renew, uh, utility scale uh, deployments, at the same time it turns out that we need pretty much every roof to hit our 100, 100% RPS. There's no getting around that. So the residential uh, piece of the puzzle is absolutely key. And and especially last week's show, which was awesome, by the way. Uh, I mean, I think that was a great show. Oh, yeah. And um, we talked about Hawaiian Electric and how they're, to- they're saying, okay, here's our renewable, but yet when you dig down in the numbers, as that activist funded, the bulk of it was from rooftop solar. So it wasn't them doing the renewables. It was the consumers doing it. Yeah, right, right. In terms of how, yeah, the, the original systems are even being put in. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very interesting times we're living in, gentlemen. Okay, Jay, we are yep. in your hands. Well, talking talking about Hawaiian Electric, uh, they've actually created a new department, um, the uh, Customer Energy Resources Department, and that's um, <laughs> basically their mandate yeah. is to serve customers with rooftop solar. So Hawaii Electric has had to create a new department. Um, we'll have personnel based on Maui, Oahu, and Hawaii, uh, Big Island, mm. and um, it's it's Try meant to, to streamline people. the process. So they're they're, they're I mean they're they're aware of this. <laughs> whether, so whether they, they get a quote. They, they got a quote here. It's a very, yeah. So they got a quote here. To reach our clean energy goals, we will need to at least double the 80,000 customers cited that rooftop solar systems in the next 25 years and see much higher customer participation directly or through aggregators and programs that provide incentives, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Said Shaley Kimura. At, at least double, I think, is really conservative. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. We heard as much as 220,000 sites uh, over at HSCA a couple of weeks ago. That would be a, a multiple of that. And then, you know, I mean, Yep. The reason I put this in there, we did talk about this last week. Brian and I were kind of joking about it a little bit. And <laughs> the reason I put it in there is because I myself am putting a solar system on my home and I'm going through the, uh, the process online. And I thought it would be interesting just to let you guys know that I'll be keeping tabs on that and explaining how streamlined that process is or if it's challenging. <laughs> right. And the, the question to Hawaiian Electric, which is probably what that activist investor wants to know, is if adding another layer of bureaucracy to the already <laughs> inefficient bureaucracy uh, – and ask what the department is going to do. If the department is going to approve permits faster, then yeah, that would that would increase uh, installations. But if they're just being more bureaucratic, I'm not so sure. But I guess we would want to hear what that department specifically is going to do. Talk to customers is pretty vague, right? Deal right. with customers is vague. Well, yeah, you know? right. Are they out there? Yeah. Uh, are they trying to expedite this process in some concrete terms? That would be very interesting to see what those are. So yeah. if you'd like yeah. to come on uh, the Solar Coaster, folks, you're welcome to do so. Uh, okay, Jay, I just want to let you guys know one, that... One last, one last note is that they, they've promised to um, publish a um, customer energy resource strategy that will lay out policies and programs um, for the for the near to midterm future for um, all the Hawaii electric companies. So keep an eye on that because that's going to tell you what programs are available and, and hopefully who they think they're targeting. And and possibly how to navigate yeah. through their system. Would, 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 would be nice. I mean, that they're, they're doing our job. <laughs> but yes. Okay, okay. I want to hijack news and events, talk about the Tesla Cybertruck. Oh, Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yes. goodness. 
Yes, what joy of joys we've experienced in the last 24 hours. Uh, so the ta- – the ta- oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> it, it. It is overwhelming. So we, we, we had a party last night, and uh, it was about the Cybertruck – Reveal. Reveal. And uh, it's amazing to me, if you look at the audience of Tesla, how the Venn diagram overlap of, say, Apple customers would be very – tight, right? right. Yes. And yet those customers are accustomed to Steve Jobs, who was arguably one of the best presenters out there oh, and right. got excited and knew the details and pushed for great product. Right. And I've met Elon Musk. We had a great chat in 2008 and, and I respect his persistence in doing what he's doing, but there's a lot of room for improvement. And last night was sad and you just, <laughs> it was a head scratcher when half the people at, 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 our, at our event were wondering if this is real or if this is a joke, you know? Yeah, I felt that way. And, and yeah, and it's like, and you want to see him do well, you know, but, uh, yeah, what was it all about? So here, so the, the, the general gist of this is this cyber truck, uh, it, the, the aesthetic on it, if you haven't seen it online, just check it out. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable in its design. It kind of looks like, it, uh, is, like a DeLorean Hades SUV. <laughs> really? looks like a DeLorean. It's steel 70, wrapped. 70 sci-fi. A right. DeLorean meets Pontiac Aztec. Yes. This is the, the <laughs> oh, nature yeah. of the design. So the design is super controversial. He did say that in, in, in all defense for leading up for the last few months. Yeah. And, um, but when you saw it, you kind of were just aghast. You're like, I cannot believe I'm looking at that or that this is what we've been expecting. You know, excitedly anticipating. I, I can't believe you're considering buying that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the stats, the, the, he's reading off the stats, and I can't even listen to it because the truck is so unbelievable in a presentation. And as it just sat there with the broken windows, you yeah, know. Yeah, and then there was the, oh, it's bulletproof, or it, it has, you know, some small arms cap- uh, fire resistance ca- capability or whatever, and then you throw a couple of steel balls at it, at bar- bearing balls, and then it breaks the window. And, and, so, and, and, and then Twitter today was awesome, and last night, too, oh, where, geez. like, you know, Tesla has so a future much. in selling and selling steel balls that can penetrate <laughs> glass. <laughs> there's so much, there's, it's just so fertile nice. uh, for jokes and so fun. Um, but, you know, one of the things is what what was in this design? Because there is some specific tech that's unique. So they talk about the rolled steel, the cold, is it the cold steel? Or rolled steel? The stainless steel. Yeah, the steel being the same steel that's being used in SpaceX. Yep. Uh, so the, um, the 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 strength of that steel is, 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 is very, it's very, very strong. But they talk about, and, and J, there's an article out TechCrunch, and they, two two things that caught my eye outside of just the general aesthetic, which is so unbelievably terrible. I don't know how to describe it. And then there is the the, the overall specs. There were amazing specs. There were you know 500 mile plus range on one of the ver- ver- varietals, which is mm-hmm. there's no other car outside of the Roadster that even claims to approach that in EV space presently. Then there were a bunch of cool little um, pieces of kit involved with it. Uh, there was the ability afterwards, we learned that you could potentially uh, have an upgrade of a solar panel in the back of this bizarre kind of cab over space. You could even drive a little uh, uh, ATV they're going to sell uh, right up to it and charge it. Right There's all kinds of little kit and stuff. But what? It, why that shape, I think, was the actual part of the technology that was most relevant. And Jay, I know you got a chance to take a look at that. What, 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 tell us a little bit about trucks and about I, how I, they're built and how this is different. Yeah, I did a little bit. So this is a unibody pickup. Now, the unibody thing is, is not unknown in uh, regular consumer uh, vehicles, right? That are regular passenger cars. It's pretty normal. Um, but in, in trucks specifically, because of their ability and, and general use of, uh, for towing other things, um, they haven't really been very prevalent. I think that the Honda um, Ridgeline, the first one, was really the only other one to use a unibody design. And the reason why is because the engine will want to twist the vehicle when you're towing something really heavy, right? There's a, there's a lot of torsional stress. Um, and so the whole vehicle will, will twist. And so the, the answer to that from the trucking truck design community <coughs> pardon, has been to be, make beefier and beefier frames. And then the cab and the, and the bed, which are almost independent of, of they're, they're certainly independent of each other. They're almost independent of the vehicle. They just kind of sit on top. But the frame is really, really what, what takes all the stress. Hmm. Because um, they needed a lighter vehicle um, and they needed to be able to put the batteries in the vehicle and have the body protect it. I mean, that's that's another thing when, you, when you're talking about trucks. I mean, he came out with the sledgehammer and started beating on it. There's a reason why the body panels are like that, and it's not to make sure that the guy next to you da- doesn't ding your door. It's to protect the batteries. Right. <laughs> Simple so as that. Okay, so there's the so, protection so, of the so batteries. So they needed to be this. Yeah, they need. So they needed to be this really strong external shell. 
Okay, so an exoskeleton around your batteries, and then the, the you can't build another frame. It would be just too heavy to move itself around. So they build this unibody system underneath. But then, in doing so, they they've transferred all that torsional stress to the body itself. So your mm. car would twist itself apart unless it had um, pillar strength across across the um, across the unit. And because it's not a hatchback like your regular SUVs. Um, it doesn't have a D pillar, which is that very back pillar that would attach to the, the rest of the frame. So what they have is called a sail pillar that goes from the very back of the vehicle up to the top of the C pillar. It makes a nice little triangle and triangles as we know in engineering are strong. So, uh, so that's, that's providing a lot of, a lot of, um, strength to the whole, the overall vehicle. But then of course you have this big triangle in the back of the vehicle and that's the reason why it looks like that. So. There you go. There you go. So a little bit of notion as to why it was designed. So why? And, and, and he didn't do a good job at explaining that whatsoever. You <laughs> right. know? I right. mean, he had a picture of the mm -hmm. stealth fighter in the background, but when a pickup truck buyer goes to look for trucks, resembling a stealth fighter is not even on their criteria. Yeah, but, I, you would think that that would, that would come out right front and center. And it took TechCrunch to, yeah. to describe this to us in the last, I think he only published this about three hours. Right, ago. a day later. Yeah. And, and, you know, 14,100 towing capacity is not too shabby, right? Yeah. That's not too shabby. But, I mean, the 2016 Ram 3500 is 31,000 pound towing capacity. Right. And then, of course, I mean, then, you, yeah. So when he, we start comparing specs, I mean, I don't see, I, I don't, here's the thing. When you look at this, what's the overall net takeaway of this? First of all, price. And we were joking that, you know, in the middle of the presentation when he broke his own windows, that he looked, he sent back a message saying, lower the price $10,000. <laughs> right? Because, but so with $39,000 base with a single engine, zero to 60, 6.5 seconds, uh, the craziest looking, you know, not, God, butt ugly looking. Like that, that was the savior of the night. When the price came up, you're like, yeah. okay. Right, that saved the night, yeah, right? It did. And then from there, you have the specs, which are dominant. I mean, you've got a truck with this unibody construction that's super safe that is apparently a beast we did get a chance to look on the inside there's some videos afterwards of guys riding it all throughout the night and uh you know it's big it's strong it's a it's a really robust machine now there is uh that this the one last thing before we move over and we're going to just delay a second here gary the um the the atv at the end of the night they ride up an atv into the bed they start plugging it right like yeah. charging it they plug it in they start charging it and uh you know it's kind of looked like a just a silly little like aside right but there are other things that he could potentially charge in there which i want him to consider uh, adding one of them is also on TechCrunch, and uh, Dan Chadburn. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. There is the Jetpack uh, Aviation. Uh, Jetpack Aviation is the name of the company. Raised two million dollars to build the prototype of its first flying motorcycle, uh, and it's basically a speeder from Star Wars. So, folks, we're living in a day right now where you can walk into a VC and say, "Hey, I want to build the speeder from Star Wars," and he'll give you two million dollars because that just happened. So, we get to plug this into the back of the the, the uh, Tesla Cybertruck, and now we really are going somewhere, not some goofy. Yeah. Little, Except ATV. I'm going to shoot you down there. The uh, the the flying motor. It's a turbine. Speeder, I know. Don't rain um, on my is, parade. It's turbine powered, not electric. <laughs> I'm sure there's a little bit of electric in there, Jay. We'll Let, power the air conditioning system. Okay. Yeah. Let's just get the truck <laughs> first and go from there. Very good. So we're going to go over to our commercial break. We'll come right back, and we'll hear updates from Troy Morgan at Pantech Design from SBI 2019. Pantech Design is ushering the world into a new age of home energy automation through the convergence of smart home technologies and renewable energy management. Unifying solar energy production, intelligent energy storage, and smart breaker technologies with smart home devices, Pantech Design's complete home energy automation suite incorporates unprecedented control of lighting, shades, climate, security, hot water, electric vehicle charging, and many other systems. Contact Pantech today at PantechDesign.com. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system combined photovoltaic and thermal holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. Okay, so we're here on uh, Thursday, the last day, just an hour from closing at SBI 2019 North America Smart Energy Week. This is the Solar Coaster Live Show. Uh, it's been a great show, Jack. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've seen so many cool technologies throughout the. Generally, the message of the show seems to be 
storage and intelligence in storage is the actual key piece of this. This is a big deal, especially coming from Hawaii where storage is is, is everywhere. 80% of permit poles, you have storage in them. And we've learned the hard way that you, you can't just stack up a bunch of batteries and then expect it to work great. There's a lot more that goes into that thinking process and uh, load controls and finding ways to, to shed loads to make your batteries kind of do the job even better. Uh, that's where the conversation went this year. And we were really excited to see that. Um, early on, though, we had a chance to kind of like peek, kind of pull the, the curtain behind, uh, open and, and peek behind to kind of see the magic. We met some really fine folks at Pantech Design, and they helped us understand um, early on, very early on, the, the notion of how to work with uh, energy storage in an intelligent way. Absolutely. Right? And we've been familiar with Pantech's version 1 system for quite some time now, but releasing at SPI 2019 is the version 2. And to talk about that, we have Troy Morgan, the man, president of Pantech Design. He's right there? Oh, there he is. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you, buddy? How are you doing? Hey, you guys we'll do, are awesome. We'll do, we'll do the Maui thing. Yeah, well, yeah, right? right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you guys have been here uh, the whole show. I know you've seen a lot of cool stuff. Uh, we're, we're thankful for you to drop by and, and spend some time with us on the Adapt Energy improvements and things that we've added uh, to, to our uh, already great offer. Um, I was going to, if, if I may, share a little bit about some of the, the, the quick things that we did to sort of move the needle in the right direction and uh, uh, also take a look at some of the software as well. Absolutely. Uh, we're really excited to hear that. You know, we spent the last, I'm going to say, six months learning about uh, this uh, this really unique technology with these, uh, we did the Pantech Design Minutes on our radio show, and we got a good sense for these amazing value propositions that are created when you have intelligent control of your storage systems. And really, that you can, you can really take advantage of even a small amount of storage. You can stretch it out, and you can customize your experience to any lifestyle. <laughs> and it was the narrative that helped us understand it. What's your situation? What's happening in that circumstance? And then as we kind of walked through it in our imagination, we said, oh, well, well that's something that's great, and that's something that's neat, and I hadn't thought about that. So, uh, yeah, we're really stoked to find out what's new. Yeah, well, one of the coolest things for us is coming from the home automation space and being in there for the better part of 15, 16 years. I mean, we're, we're device guys, right? We, we, we love interfacing and integrating with devices. And when we learned about Sonin, that being one of the most intelligent energy storage systems in the world, it just like the, the light bulbs went off and then all of a sudden, boom, 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 and here we are with the Adapt Energy panel and a version that just does some incredible things. And one, one thing I do want to sort of touch on is the, some of the choices we made with the, with the panel design because there are a lot of other things out there that, that can do load shedding and, and, and those kind of things but uh, we took a very industrial level kind of a, a approach to what we did. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we chose industrial grade components for, for the panel. We wanted to make sure that it was something that, uh, that people could rely on. I mean we're playing with people's power here. Uh, I don't want to get those phone calls at <laughs> Sunday at you know one in the morning uh, when a homeowner has an issue. So industrial grade is a big deal for us. Again, why we chose to side with the Sonnen battery technology. So for a moment, I want to touch on a couple of key things here uh, that we added for just some of that industrial level uh, component. This top left piece here, one of the new additions to the panel, uh, grid, uh, grid level, uh, basically understanding grid or not, right? We're, we're hardwired to that grid. We know when the grid goes down, and because of that hardwired connection, we can actually shed load in less than a half a second on 16 breakers, just like that. So when you're talking about you know maximizing capability, that's one thing. We can actually do main panel installations because of this load shedding capability. It allows us to make sure that we're not going to ever, you know, overdo an inverter in a, in a battery. So that's a fantastic addition. Uh, another addition was uh, our plug trap, which is fantastic. It's a weird name. Such Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, yeah right? I've spent my life in electronics. And I, you said that, and I'm like, what is it? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, let's change the name for a moment. Call it the Super Duper Special Surge Protector. <laughs> there you go. Um, it's a sacrificial piece, right? Because it, it actually will sacrifice itself, take a massive lightning strike, and it'll blow, and basically the panel stays on. 
It's an odd thing to be able to say, right? The, the thing's going to blow, the panel stays on, because this thing's got to do its job. And so when it blows, the panel's still going to run, it won't be protected at that time, but the beauty of it is you pop that thing out, you put a new $15 plug trap in, and away you go. So just a couple of you know cool things that we've been able to add to the panel. Absolutely fantastic. I, I'm, I've always been impressed with your hardware design. I, I, like I said, I spent some time in electronics. I built my own catalog stuff. And this is well done. Thanks, man. <laughs> now, we've, a lot of time, a lot of effort went into that. Um, but on the software end of things, uh, we've added some really cool stuff, too. Um, this, is, this is actually my home, which is kind of nice to be able to you know, show uh, a real live system. Um, this is the Sona dashboard that we have that allows us to see exactly what's going on with grid, solar, you know, the, the whole smash. And you'll, you'll see these things moving around. And what's cool is the Sona battery technology is super speedy in terms of feeding this information. This is real-time yeah. stuff, right? I mean, yeah, watch that. It just switched. Right now, your solar is exporting, and then it switched to it was plugging in the grid. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> you, got that you got nine kilowatts uh, at what time? How big is your system? Are you like 30, 40 kW? <laughs> no, it's right? not. I wish, guys. No, it's a 12.16, so it's, uh, not, okay, it's not massive, kilowatts. but... Yeah, it's doing its job, right? You get a lot of west-facing uh, azimuth, or? Uh, yeah, I certainly do. Ah, okay. I, I got lucky there. All right. So this right here is uh, our newest integration with Curb Energy. Sure. Uh, we're, we're, we're really high on those guys. We love what they're doing. And this, th this allows us to take this granular level of control, or actually monitoring. So you can see here, not only am I monitoring my consumption load, I'm actually able to be able to monitor in a granular level wow. production load. Wow. So that's a, that's important because once you get over here and start controlling things, having that information is what gives us the ability or the information we need to make that decision. Uh, you know, pressing buttons. Can we go back to that one panel. Yeah, absolutely. Point something out. Yeah, this is string level. That's right. Yeah. Not not total whole system. This, yep. is, this is individual strings, so you can tell exactly what's going on. That's that's. Yeah, it's pretty are cool. Those, are those strings equally balanced, roughly speaking, do you think? Um, the the top two are, so string yep. one and two are equally balanced, and string three and four is equally balanced. And that was by design because of our load shedding capability. So one of the things that we do when a grid loss occurs, if it occurs, is we shut down the solar array three and four so that we can protect the inverter and the battery because one and two can actually handle, it can actually do just under 8,000 watts. It's actually 3840 a, a string. So oh, wow. you see how that works. Yeah, no, I get it. That's really fascinating. So you're actually controlling not only consumption, you're also controlling production. You're balancing it out. You know what that sounds like to me? What? That sounds like a grid operator. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a micro-grid operator, yeah. right? Yeah. There's some guys in uh, Ma'alaya back in Maui that are handling a couple hundred megs that are doing the same thing. Is that right? Same wow. job, yeah. Well, Jeez, uh, great minds, right? <laughs> um, I guess last but not least, uh, our scheduler is a new addition. This is a, a really big addition because now we can actually schedule load. We can schedule HVAC directly. So I can actually con uh, control Nest and Ecobee thermostats directly from that Adapt Energy panel so that we can do load shedding, shaping, and shifting based on a schedule. We can even set the battery backup reserve and turn on and off loads as as needed or on a schedule. Even do them on sunrise and sunset and plus or minus uh, offsets uh, on that in that regard. Pick your days that you want to do it and, and away you go. And all on one screen. All on one screen. Super, super simple and easy. Yeah, I like it. So yeah, those are just a couple of things that, that we've added. We're, uh, we're super excited to be here, seeing a lot of cool stuff that other people are doing. and. Uh, I know you say incremental, but those are significant, like, ease of use, <laughs> lifestyle improvements. No, they, they, they are. They, they really are. And I, since I live it, right, I get yeah, to I get to enjoy enjoy that. Um, uh, sometimes my wife doesn't enjoy me turning on and off breakers while I'm demonstrating. <laughs> but hey, you know. I, I, I have a question for you. Yeah, please. So, um, you know, when, Pans, when we became aware of Panzef Design, the, the notion of, of load controls and smart breakers, that was a new conversation. You yeah. weren't hearing that yeah, a lot fair. before, right? Yeah, right. And um, so I think maybe last year at SBI it was like, a, it was, we, I think we described you guys as the guys that stole the show. That's how we described it. Uh, and, we, and, and how do you feel seeing that that conversation, that kind of prescient conversation back in SBI 2018, is now 
maybe the, one of the more important things that are happening in the show, actually that the idea, the smart, the intelligence, the, the breaker level control, the granular control, a lot of people are talking about it now. How does that feel, having come um, in that position and now seeing everyone talking about the same thing? It, 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 it feels great, I guess, but uh, the talking has been going on for a long, long time. I mean, you know, I, I've, I've spoken to so many people in, in this industry and the talk has been out there. And I think I, I shared this with you earlier that, you know, there's a lot of talking. Um, we're doers. And, and so when we started to see the need, it was just a matter of choice and, and to, to do, right? And uh, the other thing that I think along those lines, uh, you know, when you talk about how we feel about it, um, it feels a little bit like a pioneer type of a, a, an operation, you know, we're, we're pioneering uh, some things that I think are absolutely necessary. You know, solar's fantastic, battery storage is fantastic, they have a, a, a beautiful marriage. Without intelligence and without the ability to sort of take that next step and, and, and move the needle in that right direction even more, I don't think we've got the full system. And I think what we do is augment those two things in such a way that it's truly now a full energy automation system that can manage a home so that a homeowner doesn't have to be pressing buttons, right? It should just do what it's supposed to do. Absolutely. We feel awesome about what we're doing. Fantastic. Well, I can't thank you enough for talking to us about Likewise. this, for shit, kind of, you know, pointing a, pointing into the future for a direction of where the industry is going. Uh, it's some pretty amazing things, Troy. Yeah. Right. I really, I really appreciate it. I leave you with uh, imitation is the serious form of flattery. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a great thing to hear because there are a lot of other guys that are, you know, that are doing some similar things. Uh, but uh, we we truly believe that we've you're, got you're, a you're leading product. First, and now you're in V2. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, really appreciate the time. Excellent. All right. There was uh, Troy Morgan with Pantech Design. And, you know, the thing is, oh, what's that we got back there, Johnny? Is that you? Is that you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, try to take care of that audio, buddy. There he goes. Uh, so we, we, it was really great to get a chance to sit down with Troy and uh, the folks over at Pantech at SBI. They're actually featured right there in the Sonin booth. And, uh, you know, con continual innovation, always making uh, new steps forward. Very, And, and I'm actually going to be meeting with these folks uh, next week to better understand uh, how that technology can be integrated to, uh, to different uh, types of solar systems. So very excited to learn more about, about that. Um, you know, home energy automation, they introduced that term back about a year, year, year and a half ago. Now it's becoming kind of one of the main topics in the industry. So we do get a chance as well uh, to hear from, uh, I think it was Jessica Weiss, of Sonin. Yep. Sonin's had a bunch of updates uh, since we last featured them, maybe about a year ago. Uh, Jay, anything? No? Okay. So we'll jump right over to Jessica Weiss at Sonin. Okay, folks, we are here on Thursday, uh, the show floor at Solar Power International. What time is it, Jay? 1.51. We're like nine minutes away from closing. Nine minutes from closing. <laughs> we saved the best for last. We're going to get a chance to talk to uh, talk to Jessica Weiss here from Sonin. Very excited to hear about all the new updates. You know, of course, Sonin has been doing amazing things. We were at the Soleil uh, Locks party uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, which was uh, something I've never seen before in my life. But, I mean, this is like a prepackaged virtual power plant here that partnership with the utility, partnership with development, partnership with Sonin. Amazing things. Um, let's just start from the beginning. What's going on? What are the new things that are happening here with Sonin? Absolutely. Well, good question. We've been up to a lot this past year, excited to showcase a lot of things. So here at SPI, first and foremost, we're really diversifying and expanding our Ecolinks offering to integrate with even more great brands that you know and trust and that your customers know and trust. Things like the even more now robust Adapt Energy platform and Adapt Energy solution. Um, we now also integrate with even more home automation systems like Savant and RacePoint Energy. Um, we also now integrate with the Lumen Smart Panel via Control 4. So really it's just giving you and your customers even more options on how to achieve energy automation in their home to live effectively and efficiently, excuse me, effectively and efficiently manage how they use energy in their home. You know, uh, uh, last year when Sony came out with the Eagle Links and the, um, the, the relationship with DAPS and Pantech Design, being able to move into the house and control loads and shed loads and shed production, all kinds of cool stuff. Jay and I called that the showstopper. That was the... Yeah, it really blew it away. Right? We said that. Yeah, Sony and Pantech, they own the show. That's how, that's, we actually said that on air. 
um, at, you know, at, at 2018. Now you have even more updates. But, but, but for our listeners that, are, that are, haven't seen this before, please give me a sense of what the Sony Link screen system is, what are the basic characteristics, what is it different? Great question. So Sony Nikolink is the safest, longest lasting, most eco-forward energy storage solution on the market today. It boasts a 15-year, 15,000 cycle warranty. It's industry-leading. You're not going to see that anywhere else. And more importantly, it features what we uh, enables what we call energy automation. So now Ecolinks is able to work uh, with home automation systems and platforms such as the Adapt Energy Panel, again, Savant, RacePoint Energy, Control 4, to really work alongside other things in the home that have an impact on energy. Things like lighting, shading, HVAC, uh, intelligent circuit breakers, you have electrical vehicles now, right? All of these things which can have a tremendous impact on energy in the home. And now by bringing Ecolinks into that fold, you're really able to more efficiently and effectively manage, again, how you use energy in your home automatically without disrupting how the homeowner's going to live their lifestyle. And that last word, lifestyle, is really the key, right? It's the one thing that everybody wants to come in and have a good conversation about on protected loads, panel. It's just a nightmare. This allows you to not do that. Cover your whole house, choose where your energy goes when you want in what circumstances. And you could imagine a scenario where you have a grid outage and this system communicates to you and says, hey, even before that, even before grid outage, it's looking at it's looking at weather data and it's saying, hey, something's happening in your area. Let's get prepared. Let's think about what to do. Let's pre-cool your home. Let's make sure you have hot water. Let's make sure your battery's topped off. Let's 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 get you ready for this event. Yeah, and, and then walk you through the event too. That's not user, hey, would you like to do this? Or hey, user, you have to do it doesn't Absolutely. for you. Automatically. And it does that whether you're home, whether you're not home. So it's the peace of mind there. And then, hey, when that power outage actually happens, now with, with breaker level control, you can really dynamically manage what you're powering in your home depending on that power outage to maximize how long this battery is going to last. You know, I had a little story there. Somebody told me that at one point they had wired their home up for power outage, and yet they didn't put their garage door and so they couldn't get into their house. Oh, with you this, you can actually say, you know what, I need that garage. And then when you're done, you shut it off, so there's no vampire float on your battery anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> totally Absolutely. different quality. Very exciting stuff. Now, I understand that you've also offered some new products or some new capabilities. Uh, I'm hearing something about a 30 kilowatt hour equal Yes. What on earth is going on? Oh my goodness. So we've been listening to everybody over the years. Uh, we know you've been asking for a bigger solution. Super excited to tell you now we have an equal link solution that goes from 22 kilowatt hours all the way up to 30 kilowatt hours. Isn't that something? 30 kilowatt hours is a big deal. That's it's a, a big deal. Back up and you can run how many days? With, with proper control. Load management, absolutely. Well, there, I mean, and from, you know, from the perspective of Hawaii, we're putting in a lot of storage. So last year to be able to say, hey, this PLP, this protected loads panel, which generally speaking wasn't a good conversation, because it was just like, what do you want to lose? Right? Now that PLP is no longer there. You're going to have dynamic load control. You can choose what you need when you need. That was a big deal, right? And that came out of here because you guys are so ahead of your time. Now we're talking about integrating the opportunity to have... 30 kilowatt hours of lithium iron phosphate, 15 year, 15,000 cycles. Why is that? Well, it's got a couple of different reasons. One, you know, you, for us, we need self supply functionality. We can't put solar in if we don't have storage, by and large, in Hawaii. Um, so we need to be able to shoulder that energy throughout the day. We can't back feed to the grid for the most part. And so that's one real need. But then if you start doing other things, like let's say, for example, you want to get an electric vehicle and you need to be able to do some charging and move that energy around to your vehicle, that's going to require more storage. Uh, you know, and then what if we have uh, participate in some of these virtual power plants and you start cycling uh, more and more these batteries on a daily basis? We need something with a long life that's going to stand the test of time that can participate in all those opportunities for us. So uh, we may not be thinking about that when we think about storage. We say, oh, it's just battery backup for me. Battery backup, self-supply, energy arbitrage, uh, value stacking, all these cool things, EVs, all important. Can we, do we have an opportunity to take a quick look at that? Absolutely. Let's yeah, head let's on over. It. I'd love to show you, show you what it's all about. All right. So here it is. A little bit of a different form factor from our standard Ecolinks product line up until now. But again, this system here will go from 22 kilowatt hours up to 30 kilowatt hours. 
here's the most amazing part of it all. You still get that great 15-year, 15,000 cycle warranty. You still get all of the wonderful energy automation functionality. So still going to work with ADAPT and other home automation systems, again, to really manage how you use energy in your home. Day, night, power outages, regardless of what's going on, all of that is still absolutely possible with this. And now you have even more capacity and more storage to work with. Very cool to have that kind of option, I'll tell you. For sure, 30 kilowatt hours is the mark that I can see people going to the towards. Oh, we're going to listen to that for one second. We're going to continue after you're right here on the show floor. As it closes down, that's what it feels like. We're not done. Still going. And look forward to seeing everyone in Anaheim next September. Have a safe trip home. All right, so there you go. That's what it feels like to be on the, sh the show floor uh, on the last day, the last hour. So this 30 kilowatt hour is a really critical uh, op uh, option for people to have when uh, in a place like Hawaii where we start to see more and more storage needs. Now, uh, I do understand that we went to this party of yours, yes. uh, the Soldel Loss, and something really spectacular happened. This is the first virtual power plant that's been that's being deployed in, uh, in, 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 in the country, as far as I understand it. Correct me if I'm wrong there, but... So yeah. first virtual power plant of its kind here in the United States. It's the first apartment complex in the entire world to have this, this type of functionality. It's a huge, it's groundbreaking, a lot of firsts this week. So imagine this, you have, oh my, there they go. Attendees are presently leaving the hall. Please remain safe and stay in the This uh, eco gen. Can you give us a sense of what's going on with that moving forward? Yeah, so we have a lot of concept products that we're showcasing here today. One of them is going to be this eco gen four. Um, a lot of you may be familiar with our with our eco product line. Now we have things like stackability, built-in DC coupling, um, all these things. Again, we've been listening over over the past few years. That's what we're in for. Again, this is total concept. So this is what could be. 
decent coupling. Why is that important, folks? Well, you can plug your TV directly into this. That's what that sounds like to me. Absolutely. Yeah, so, so giving even more flexibility. Again, concepts here. We're showcasing here to get everybody's feedback to see. We've been listening over the past few years. We think this is what we're, uh, the market is demanding, and we're excited to, to get everyone's feedback. Well, DJ, we're just asking. We were talking to the guys in Europe, and we were like, yeah, I'm not with the system. We were like, why don't we have that? Why don't we get those? Uh, we want these to come with the system, too. So we have EcoGen 4. We're also showcasing on the other side of this wall our EcoLynx Generation 2.0. Again, another concept here that we're excited to get feedback on and just just get to kind of see what if this is going to meet the needs of the marketplace. There's some things here going on again. Stackability. We've been listening over the past couple years. Outdoor rating. Again, DC coupling. Alongside, we still have this. We're going to offer this great 15-year, 15,000 warranty, and it will. Still have all that great energy automation functionality. So the EcoLynx Gen 2 is going to be outdoor rated, that's new, right? Yes. Yep. And DC coupled back. We think it right? could be. Again, concept could products be. here. Concept, We're getting concept. some feedback from everybody here. This at the is show. like our show, Real World and Future Focus. Absolutely. Real World, we, we, the we future the of Sonin is bright. We've been that's listening exciting. and we're that's really exciting. excited to, to showcase off some of these concepts. And then last but not least, we have our Eco Compact, which is uh, just up the way oh, here. Everyone head down. I'd love to show you that as well. So a lot of new concepts going on. Again, the future persona is exciting, and we're just giving even folks even more options of ways to bring Sonin to their homes. So this is the Eco Compact. This is the Eco Compact, actually. So you see that it's 5 kilowatt continuous power output, 10 kilowatt hour capacity. Talk about a photo moment. So this is what it could be. I'm again. not a big guy. That's <laughs> that's skinny. So what is the uh, what are the primary tenants of the Eco Compact? So stackability here as well. Um, a bit smaller, so we're gonna have a, a five kilowatt continuous output, that 30 amp ATS there. But again, this is something we've been we've been hearing over the years. Stackability has been really big, and this will help us bring Sony to even more homes across the United States and North America. There is a lot of innovation happening in this booth, in this company, in these partnerships. Really want to thank you for taking time, yeah. Jessica Weiss, yes. good to finally. Uh, meet you and get to spend some time with you and uh, yeah keep an eye on Sonin in the, in the upcoming show in the upcoming period because obviously we're going to see some great things Come thank you everybody all right we'll see you there thank you thanks all right, you get a chance to get a flavor for what uh, what's, what it feels like at the end of SPI. That was the uh, the the announcer coming on saying, "Okay, guys, it's all over." That was actually our last interview, right there, Jay. And Jessica's also excellent, super high energy. But we had to do that one twice, <laughs> right? <laughs> the audio. Um, I have a legitimate question before we let everybody go here. Um, going back to the Tesla. Cyber truck thing. There's a market insider, and this is, this is a Brian question, uh, that's specifically pointing at the window breakage uh, debacle as the reason why Tesla stock dropped 4.1%. But you know what I've noticed is that whenever a company has one of these crazy announcements, um, that the stock drops after the announcement. And it, and it's in my mind, it's because of the hype, right? It's everybody rides the hype train up, up to the announcement, and no matter what they announce, it can't live up to the hype so the stock price drops is brian is that something you is that well known in the investment sphere or is it just my imagination yeah absolutely it's a it's a sell the news event so yeah it looks like we'll have to pick that up next week <laughs> jay but good point but, but, and plus it was underwhelming Right. Oh, I mean, geez. it was an underwhelming, and it was a poor demonstration. It was a poor launch. Sorry. You know? Here's here's the thing, folks. Uh, there is a tremendous amount of activity out here in this new energy economy, this transition to renewables, and we have a chance to check it out as it happens. So stay tuned to the Solar Coaster in upcoming episodes. We're going to have a lot of great shows. We are sponsored by Pantech Design, Sundrum Solar, and Fairwinds Wealth Management. How can they reach you? 808-873-3247. Have a wonderful weekend and Aloha Friday.